I'm here with Corinne and Kate. They are the hosts of the Pop Fiction Women podcast. And Corinne and Kate, I told you both when I messaged you that your podcast is the reason why I wanted to start a podcast because I would feel so deep and obsessed into episodes you did about Sally Rooney books, Celeste Ng, Taylor Swift, the chicks. And um, my husband was like, I don't want to hear about this anymore. Like, I don't, <laughs> I don't listen same, to these things. Same I don't Genesis these for things. us. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, I just want to have more of these conversations. I want to start my own podcast too. And so I'm very excited to get to talk to both of you and share pop fiction women with people. What do you got there? Kate looks like you're pulling out. Oh, and Sarah or Corinne, you've got uh, Sarah and Bliss. Sarah and Bliss, your first one. I haven't yes. listened yet, but I'm excited because we haven't done it. And I loved this book. Oh, oh my gosh. gosh. Yes, that book was amazing. Yeah, so good. Oh, I'm excited to hear you guys talk about it. Yes. And it's so nice to be here and to hear that we actually inspired someone is pretty remarkable. So thank you for having us. Yes. Absolutely. And so I know the story of how you started your podcast, but for listeners, will you share what is Pop Fiction Women and how you started it? Oh, what a Grin's moment of rage is is the genesis. So she has to she has to share that. It is. So I was listening to another podcast, not quite the same as you, but but this is how it works. Like it it feeds itself. But I was listening to another podcast, one I typically enjoy, and I don't name. Um, And they were talking about Gone Girl, one of my favorite books. And they were talking about Ben Affleck and they were talking about David Fincher. All really, uh, they were talking about the the movie, not the book. But still, Gillian Flynn, she wrote the screenplay. And Rosamund Pike is like the entire driving force behind that book or behind that movie. And I was like, how did they not talk about the most important parts? How are they missing it? It also happened to be a whole room full of men. So, I was like, this is what's missing. This is what's missing. And so I I think I texted Kate. I'm like, I have an idea. Let's meet for lunch and let's talk about it. And Kate, you, you could take it from there. Yeah. So we had been um, writing together at the time. So Corinne and I had been talking about a lot of things and working on things. But um, so, and that was something that was also Corinne's idea that I said, yes, the minute she proposed it. So I have a track record just so you know, of whatever Corinne proposes, I say yes. Um, And I've not been led astray yet. So um, for this particular lunch, uh, she brought it up and I said that I had never listened to a podcast. I'm pretty sure I, maybe I had, but not really. And I was like, yes, yes, this is amazing. Um, Whatever that is, let's do it. Let's do it. Exactly. So um, I was all in um, and I have not regretted it for a moment. I like to say. Yeah, but it evolved. I think it evolved. We didn't really, we didn't know if we were just going to do books and that it was like TV movies. What about adaptations? And so it really slowly evolved our whole vision for what it would be. And then that was before it even started. And then once we started, even then we've added TV recaps, we've added author interviews. So it's, it's really come a long way. Yeah. Still with the focus on female creators and artists or, you know, actors, actresses. Um, but yeah, so you've evolved in kind of what kinds of art you cover. Definitely. But yes, you're right. The core is always the complicated woman, right? It is the woman who is not conforming or is in a sticky place in her life and is, 
you know, struggling for herself or maybe has always felt lost. It's just any level of complicated woman is, is par for the course for us. And we've even taken things that the woman is kind of the side character and we've made them the more important piece to us because that's what we focus on. So, but that's always the core. You're right. Yeah. The complicated woman and then the female creators. So the authors, the screenwriters. Um, we've also extended it to showrunners from TV. We did our first female director, the director of pieces of her on Netflix. And so, yeah. And then the author interviews are just sort of taking our complicated conversation, taking our complicated women and the creators behind them and, and, and having conversations with the, the creators themselves. So it's been really exciting to see how it's evolved. Absolutely. And so for both of you, when you're not pod- podcasting, what other kind of things are going on in your lives? <laughs> That's a great question. <laughs> um, well, I have a full-time job as a lawyer, um, which takes up a lot of the rest of my time. Um, I also, yeah, have two children. So that takes up a lot of my time. Um, but the reading, watching, preparing, yeah. and offline conversations with Corinne about our content are a huge, a huge part of my day, honestly, and the best part of my day. So yes. Yeah. Same here. I am also a lawyer. I don't let it take up as much time as Kate does. I do also write a lot. Um, I spend a lot of time writing. And so that is another thing aside from what Kate has already added. I also have two kids and they take up a lot of time. And then um, the, the preparing, like I said, the watching the content, the reading the books and, and a lot of content doesn't, we uh, consume, but doesn't get covered, which is unfortunate, but there's just only so many hours. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I want to hear more about your writing. So I'm glad you both brought that up. Uh, and I want to hear about the book you've written together, but first I want to hear how each of you got into writing and what kind of things you've written Oh boy, what a great question. How do you know yours off the top of your head, Kate? How I I mean, sort of. I, I mean, basically, I do a lot less writing than Corinne. So she'll have more to say on this, but but it is something that I have always wanted to do. It's one of those things where I it was always aspirational. Uh if anybody asked me even as I was gathering success in, in the law, like what would your dream job be? It would absolutely have said writing a novel. And I tried a couple of times. I did like some writing classes, but while I was, you know, in a law firm and I was like, I don't have an idea. I don't have an idea. So one day I swear, I don't know how, but an idea came to me and I did write a novel and I was, I knew Corinne had been writing and I got some assistance from her on my query letter and that's when she said, okay, well, you even if you send these query letters out, you have some time now. Um, so while you wait, so do you want to maybe write a book together? So we did do that as well. Um, and that is still exists. We, we um, haven't obviously published it or you would have heard about it, but um, yeah, I just, I, I wrote mine and it also still exists in a drawer, but um, it did bring me to Corinne again, yeah, you know, we, yeah. we've known each other since college, but um, sort of brought us back together creatively. That's, that is very true. I kind of forgot about that. And I was impressed with her query and her, what I read, I didn't read the whole thing, but I read 
whatever was with your query. And I was like, oh, this is good. This is, this is good. So I don't like Kate. I all, I feel like I always wanted to be a writer. I think that the law for me was what aspirational writers did as like your fallback, right? Like I was like, oh, I'll go to law school and eventually I'll be a novelist, but at least I'll be a lawyer if, if that doesn't pan out, I guess it's like the safety net. Um, but but I, when did I start writing? I don't know. I think when I had my daughter, I, for some reason, just felt the absolute, like, irrational need to create. And I wanted more kids. And my husband was like, no. <laughs> and so I think, which is probably not a bad thing. I think it was just an urge to create that I had never felt. I didn't even feel it when I had my first child. I don't know what the difference was, but or maybe I just knew I'd have another one after the first one. I don't know. But I felt like just such an irrational need to create. And she was a baby. And I was just like four o'clock in the morning, bleary eyed, writing. I didn't know what I was writing. I think I started writing fantasy, but it never really took shape as a novel. It was just a mess of things. I, I It took me a long time to really figure out what I was doing. And then I wrote rom-com like you know what they used to call chiclet uh I wrote a couple of those but I was never but then I got I was obviously busy and had a lot going on and so I started writing nonfiction. I started writing about parenting blogs and and I got paid for that which was what I thought was my bridge to being paid as a writer but then I found out the things they want to pay you for as a writer are not the things I'm really that interested in. But I did that for a while and it helped me kind of really firmly affix that hat that said, you are a writer. Uh, you get paid for this. This is your job. For, for a long period of time, it was my only job. Not a long period of time, but for some period of time. And then even when I went back to law, I was still getting paid for it. I was working like a crazy person. I don't recommend it. But I, it really helped me put that hat on that I'm a writer. And so then I, I don't know. And then I just, then I wrote a book with Kate and now I'm writing a lot more on my own. And I, that, that, I don't know if that answered your question, but it's, it's the thing I'm most passionate about for sure. And why I also love all of, you know, the books and the adaptations and the, even the TV shows. I never thought about writing a TV you know, a pilot or a, or a film, but all of it is, is just what I love. I just love that entertainment, that escape, that way of seeing yourself in somebody else, the way of seeing someone else in, in a character and understanding them better. I love that. I would love to hear if either of you are willing to share. I know a lot of people don't like sharing about unpublished work, but like a little snippet of what the book you wrote together is about and what something that you've each written individually is about. God, I'm the worst. Sure. It's, it's current. Yeah, what is sure. our book about? What is yeah. our book about? <laughs> so our book is about a, a wealthy uh, kind of upper crust woman who is living in the Hamptons and she meets up with a, or, or paths cross with a local winery owner. And they are kind of very immediately attracted to one another in the, not in the, romantic way but in the like what's going on here I have to know more about you way and then they uncover kind of a secret 
past that they shared or they, they, that the novel is, what's that? Yeah. Like a tangled web. Yes. A tangled web. And they have to figure out what it, what really happened um, in the past and how, how have their lives intersected and what, what they can do about it. And then what that will bring for them afterwards. So that is our book. And then that was really good. And then that was written a couple of years ago, which is why I'm like, please help me with the snippet. Well, you know, I'm good. I I like writing queries and I wrote that query. Yeah. She is good at writing queries. Yeah. And then the book I am currently revising and hoping to send out soon if I ever get the nerve to really do it um, is about four couples who uh, go away on a vacation. They go to an an astrological retreat center and they have their uh, charts read. And despite all of them being very skeptical, everything that the astrologer tells them comes true. And it is, it doesn't always mean good things. So both of these books are kind of um, thriller, suspense uh, type of novels. Yeah. I have not read any of of Corinne's, but I've read the query and the astrological. She had me at astrological retreat. um, (laughs) Of course. The book that I wrote by myself, um, I think falls more into what Corinne was saying was maybe one of her first novels. Maybe it would have been called Chicklet. I don't know. We don't, nobody likes these labels anymore anyway, but um, it was shocker about a young lawyer um, in a law firm who was um, assigned to a case involving uh, a plagiary or plagiary. Oh my God. Plagiarizing of a popular um, song, a country music song. And her first assignment right out of the gate is to go down to Nashville. And I'm a huge fan of Nashville, the city and of country music. And she goes to Nashville to meet with a singer songwriter, a young up and coming man who helped the um, the female icon who wrote the song um, because she is accused of having stolen it from, from like a Dolly Parton type figure. And he sort of has, uh, this, the key information, uh, to help her on the case. But of course, what really comes out of it is, um, I wouldn't say there's a budding romance between them, but it's really more about, um, what she learns about herself, um, and what that unlocks for her about, herself personally and professionally. And in retrospect, I realized that like we've learned from a lot of our authors, I think there was some subconscious work going on there. Um, just in my own brain that now when I look back, I'm like, Oh, I think I was just like writing about things that I needed to deal with. Work out. Yeah. yeah, That was a very good pitch Kate. Oh, really? That looks even older. So (laughs) that I am surprised I can remember that at all, but. That's, I would love to read all three of those books. So <laughs> I hope you will put them out there in the world. Do you write, somehow. Caitlin? I am starting to write um, nonfiction right now. Actually, I'm working on a book about running and motherhood. Uh, oh. That's including a lot of interviews from people and kind of the mental lessons that you learn in running that apply to motherhood and, and vice versa. So I am an aspiring author right now. I okay. like that. Oh, that sounds good. I love running. So mentally, I love running. I yeah. mean, my body doesn't love running anymore, but I do. My brain does. 
and I would I would love to write something fiction one day. Um, but that feels very daunting. Yeah, it can be, but you just keep writing. That's like I said, I started with the parenting stuff and it, it just evolved and you start to understand principles and you already read a lot. And so, and you care about songwriting and the story's there. It'll come together. It really will. You don't have to force it too much. It comes together. That's, that's good to hear. (laughs) So Going back to the podcast, what has been the most pleasantly surprising part about starting a podcast for both of you? Oh God, there's so many positives. I, I yeah, I really think it's just the the conversations that Corinne and I have had offline. Yes, sometimes I'm not I'm not saying the ones we have on the podcast are not amazing too, but it's it's all part of just this dialogue that that's happened between us that has helped me I think so much just personally like learn about myself and about so many issues and you know there is a Sally Rooney line that I always quote um from beautiful world where are you that I never know what to think until I talk to you and that's essentially how I feel now um about Corinne and this podcast has given me that and for me that's definitely been like the the biggest surprise and the biggest gift I love that and you know how much I love those conversations too. I think though, that was something that came very naturally to me and something that fit into my life very well. Probably the thing that is the opposite of Kate that I didn't have in my life that the podcast has given me is talking to other people so much about that. And I feel, Kate, you're always like on committees and you're always talking, recruiting, and you know, you're always talking to people in a way that's not exactly work-related, but, but, but also sort of work-related. It's like you're not out there, but so this is what is given to me to have that opportunity to talk to other people like this, like you. I mean, this is crazy. I would never do this. It's so out of my comfort zone to talk to other people in this way, because I really do. I love the name of your podcast because I don't want to talk to people unless it's about stuff. I'm not good at like cocktail hour chats and recruiting new lawyers. And like, this is not me. I am, Kate is great at it. It's not uh, easy for me, but having this crossover of people who really care and really care about process, really care about entertainment, art, uh, what have you, that is very easy for me to do. And so that has brought those kind of conversations in my life that I would never had. Uh, whereas the investment with Kate, I would, you know, it comes easy to me. So. And I've heard you both talk about what some of your hopes, dreams are for pop fiction women um, on your Corinne and Kate take the mic episode. Uh, but it's been a little while since that. So maybe they've evolved. What do you have visions of like things beyond a podcast or what would be the most exciting way for pop fiction women to keep going? I think some of them, some of what we had hoped for is already starting to come true, right? We have three, we're going to have three live events in at the West Hampton Beach Performing Arts Center this summer, which is insane. I can't believe that we're yes, doing we, that. We did, we did one right. last summer with Liv Constantine, and now it's going to be a series and we're working on, you know, who we're going to get, but hopefully an author 
maybe an actress, maybe a director or showrunner, you know, like sort of one of each kind of a thing, if we can, um, so that it's not just limited to an author like we did last year. So that's that is one thing we really that was on our bucket list to have more of. Yeah, very exciting. And then uh, also the other thing that's already come true is expanding our interviews. They're not just, at first it was just authors and it was really because the pandemic hit and authors didn't have bookstores to go to. And so we were helping to fill that promotional gap. Um, Those conversations, conversations have obviously gotten a lot deeper than just promoting their book, which is really fun. But also we've expanded, gotten showrunners, we've had two showrunners and a director, which is pretty crazy because unlike authors who have publicists in the same way, it's just not the same connection. It's not the same network. And we really had to stretch to get those. So that was a lot of fun. I don't know that we've really, we're, we're busy following through with those, which is great. And they're happening. I haven't really thought more other than just the way it continues to surprise me is just wonderful. So I'll take whatever's coming at us. Mm-hmm. That's great. Right? Oh, I'm so happy for you that you're doing more live events this summer. Yeah. It's so exciting. It's a whole different feel. It's the exact same format, but the energy in the room. I mean, that was that was crazy. That was yeah. so much fun. I love it. I was a theater person, so. Yeah, well, I joked at the beginning of it that it was the only way I would ever be on a stage because I can't sing or dance or act. I mean, but I'm a Leo, so I want to be on the stage, <laughs> but I just had to find my thing to, to have the spotlight on me. So that was, that was it. I, I think we I think I found it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. You've mentioned astrology a couple of times and Kate, you asked me we beforehand, did? my, <laughs> my oh. sign. And I'm curious if what, what prompted you to ask, or if you had something you wanted to share now that you've learned my sign as a Scorpio. <sighs> I, I didn't have anything. I was, I just like to know, especially, well, for, so I asked because I like to know kind of what I'm coming into a fixed sign. I knew you were going to be prepared. I knew you were going to be like structured. If you were a different sign, I might've been like, oh gosh, she's just going to throw stuff at us and we'll see where this goes. And so I guess I just wanted, since we usually are the ones interviewing, I wanted to know if I could get a feel for the energy that would be coming at us. And I feel like you've delivered on your Scorpio, (laughs) which is good. I mean, I would have, any of it's fine. I don't think of it's good or bad. I just wanted to know like where, where, what the, what the vibe I thought would be like when we, when we got. And I'm a fixed sign too. So she, she, she knows. I vibe with that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I vibe with that. Well, this also explains perhaps your love of Taylor Swift because she has a lot of Scorpio in her chart. That's right. Even though she's a Sagittarius. Yeah. So maybe this is why you, Caitlin, kind of identify with Taylor. Yes. I will take anything that further connects (laughs) me to Taylor (laughs) Swift. (laughs) Yeah. She has a lot of it in in her chart. I feel like she's almost more, wasn't there? There was a lot of Scorpio. There was. You're right. We looked it up. It was a lot. Yes. Okay. I, um, I was actually trying to find out all these things about Taylor Swift's chart and I did not have the same luck you did on the internet because I was, I remember you both talking about it on podcasts and I just recorded, a an episode uh, that I'm putting out tomorrow about what is Taylor Swift's best album, uh, with a friend and 
I oh. say it's reputation, which I know is oh. very controversial. That's what I would say. That's your favorite. Yeah. Yes. And I was oh, trying so- to look up things about like that phase of her life. I was like, Kurt and Kate, they had, they found like, they somehow found these magic charts. Where are they? <laughs> oh, oh, well, yes. But okay, that's it's not on the internet. <laughs> it's a book called the only, the only astrology book you'll ever need. And in the back, it has all of these. I don't know if you could, I, I was just looking up Sally. Oh Rooney's we're about to do conversations with friends and oh my God, that's killing. You better me. share that with me, please. Sally's info. I mean, I I could look it yeah. up. You know, yeah. if you've already yeah. done the work. <laughs> yeah, I think we are. Well, I think we already did. Didn't we already discuss it? We did it after Broad. Uh, I was called Broadway. <laughs> we're beautiful. Yeah. World, where are you? Um. So yeah, we there's this book and it has all the charts and as long as you know their date of birth, including the year, you can look up a lot. You need the place and you need the time of day, but that's really just for rising and also for to know which houses thing, things are in. But if you just want to know the signs, you can look ev- almost everything up in that But book. Taylor, that one also, I did find an astrologer did an, an article on Taylor. And uh-huh. looked, yeah, so I did find, I, I got that also. I remember there was an uh, like a New York Post or something article of an astrologer who had examined Taylor Swift's chart. chart. So okay. her, I found that too. With some super famous people, they do have it on the on the internet if you don't have the book. But yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm also excited you're doing conversations with friends because I'm I'm rereading uh-huh. that now with a friend who's she's reading it for the first time. I'm rereading. So I'm very much looking oh. forward to uh, oh. I think I think we'll be recording after years has come out, which I'm really excited for because I had right I'd been I, I want to talk about like and on Pop Fiction Woman they said this and like let's talk about that now. A response. Oh, a response. Let me tell you, we'll give you a lot of uh a lot of meat to work with because we have some some interesting takes and some deep deep cuts, deep thoughts on this one. Um it's this is she our fault of our us in in a way that like we cannot understand. I mean, we're we're this is the third we've read this one last, so we've read them out of order, and um, so this is the only one we both had not read. Oh, so it's your yeah. first time reading it? Okay. Yeah. So so it's weird. Yeah, and but we believe that this book came to us at the time when we needed it to, and yeah, because I've we've both owned I've owned this forever, but. As soon as I read Normal People, I bought Conversation with Friends. But I don't know, the first couple pages just did not pull me in, especially when you compare it with the first couple pages of Normal People. And so I just kept putting it down and I couldn't get into it, even though I heard it's even better than Normal People. It's so good. And then Beautiful World came out. And so I I just kind of really always put it aside. But yeah, this book found us at the exact right time. It's just Sally books get us so, and talk about these offline conversations. We just go down rabbit holes of things. So who knows what our episode is going to be like? We're not sure. We have no idea, but (laughs) it's going to, but there, there's always a lot. It's always a lot. She makes us think a lot. lot. Yeah. Well, whatever the review is on the cover of the book is something like Sally Rooney is a psychological portraitist. And I was like, wow, that is such a good description of what she does. It is. She cuts like, right. She cuts right to the core. What yeah. did you say the other day? She like relentlessly gets, oh, under, gets your under your skin. skin. Yeah. yeah. It's relentless. Yeah. Every freaking page, every, 
I was making some notes today and it's like on one page, there's like two separate things that I could probably talk for 25 minutes on one page, two separate things. I was like, this is not, this is a lot. This is a lot, Sally. (laughs) It is. Yeah. All right. Well, I would like you both to leave us with one recommendation and this could be a recommendation for anything, something that's been on your mind. One recommendation to leave people with. Fleabag is, I don't know why she's back on my, like I'm craving more Fleabag. I know we're getting a new Phoebe Waller bridge show, but it's going to be a long time from now. And I'm just wanting to revisit Fleabag, but I also got, I'm t- keep taking things out of my shelf. Like anybody can see me. Um, Fleabag, she had the scripts put into a book mm-hmm. and, and then also same with normal people. Yeah. So I'm kind of like into adaptations right now. I'm kind of into thinking about adaptations and what works and what doesn't work. And I just feel like they've come a long way from the point when you used to say like the movie is never as good as the book. There's so much more creativity in these adaptations, but still somehow remaining so faithful to the original work that you loved. And so I'm I'm really into that. And so I guess my answer would really be Fleabag because also I had another, I had a friend that had never seen it. And I'm like, wait, it's 2022. What is wrong with you? Like, how did you not see Fleabag? How have you not seen season one and season two? Have you watched both seasons? I have, but I will say I only watched it in probably the last year. Um, I'm usually okay. very, very behind on on TV and I usually know nothing about movies. Um, but Fleabag was incredible. Yes. <laughs> and I've listened oh to all your episodes God. about it. Oh, <laughs> so good. I wish we could do more. I, I That's another thing. I have to eventually convince Kate to do more because... We did well, we that tried. pretty. We did the one her one act show on yeah. it. No, 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 no. Do more on Fleabag. We got to go back and revisit. It was some of our early work, and not that it's not. It's it's the same as I wouldn't change anything, but I just want to keep talking about it. I can't stop thinking about it, talking about it, and I just feel like it's so hard to. There are these few people. Uh, Phoebe Waller Bridge is one of them. Oh, we could do Crashing. Did you have you watched Crashing, Caitlin? No, that's her you first show. It. Yeah, it's Phoebe oh. Waller Bridge's first show. It's you. It's really good. It's really fun to watch. It. Same way, conversation reading conversations with friends after you've read where Sally Rooney goes to see where they start. Go back to Crashing. It's a fun, easy. I think it's like a couple of twenty-two minute episodes. You know, maybe six. Um, and it's really fun to see how they started and the germs of, of who they would become. Uh, so yeah, that's also another good one. And just the Sally Rooney, the Phoebe Waller-Bridge, Kayla Cole, they're so hard to come by. I don't know what their like magic is, but I'm really into figuring it out. So I monopolize that answer. Okay. Yeah, but you've got, yeah, but you've got, I was just gonna, I, it's, it is a cheat, but I mean, it is what's on our mind, but Sally Rooney, I just, I, we are obsessed. I I think that's fair to say. Fully. And, and it makes me want to go back now, even though I won't, cause I just can't, cause there's too many things, but like you're saying about Phoebe Waller-Bridge and Fleabag, I'm like, maybe I need to read normal people again. Maybe I need to go to beautiful world. Where are you again? Because you do see like she has, of course, like threads that that run throughout and and she's 
that she said, I mean, these, these not much happens in any of her books, yeah. right? I mean, we know what she's writing about. And yet I, she, she can talk about relationships and power dynamics all day long and control. And I can see it in three of her novels and I could sit here and reread them all again. And so there are people, some of these creators that really do, I think their work just stays with us yeah. in a way that is very hard for us to sort of shake. And, and so that that's currently what I'm obsessed with. And I'm, yes. and really that there's going to be the Hulu series coming. Now I'm just freaking out for that because I'm going to see Joe Alwyn as Nick and I'm not going to, I mean, it's going to change. I've already told her and whatever we say on this about uh, Francis and Nick, I, once I see Francis and Nick, AKA Joe Alwyn, I'm just, it's going to be, I'm just going to change all, anything I say. It's going to be like a swoon. Just, that's just, it. Just swoon. It. Just swoon. Um, you know, I was, there was one, I was just going to say something else, but I forgot. Cause I was thinking about now you got me thinking about Joe Alwyn. Um, okay. No, that's it. I got, I lost and it. Taylor Swift wrote a song for it just to bring it back to Taylor. Wait, she did? Oh, yeah. for conversation with friends. Oh my God. No, that's for. No, it's crawdads. Oh, that's yes. what I you. It's for yeah. products. God, yeah. get your things right. Taylor Swift. Which I actually, I just read that book and I had not read it when it came out. Um, but, it, you know, all it takes is one Taylor Swift post. And I was like, I'll read that book. Oh, um, yeah. it, have you, have either of you read it? Yes. I read it when I it first not, came out. Yeah. Well, we're going to cover it. So I'm going to have to. Yes. But good. I want to. It was so good. I think it was the fastest I've ever read a book. Um, <laughs> it was incredible. So I'm very excited that you're going to cover it. Yeah, it's really a page turner. And it was one of the first really page turner books, like page turnery books that I read that was not just, there's some depth to it too. So, but I read that a while ago. I'll have to revisit it. Yeah. And I kept knowing since I started reading it when I knew it was turning to movie, like you're saying about screenplays, I kept thinking like, how will they turn right, you know this. this one thought a character just had and like how are they going to show me that in a movie so um like I said I don't usually um I don't really see many movies but I'm very excited to see that movie I know although I am worried I am worried about is it going to be out when is it is it going to be in July. I'm not going to a movie theater I think they said movie theater is oh. July yeah I'm not doing that though <laughs> why you haven't been back to a movie theater no. I, I well I, I no I just I don't want to do that I love the popcorn I just oh, I love the popcorn but you can get that at home now that was the Did you Sally think, well, oh, what was it Sally Hepworth her books she has a new one out today but um some of her older books are really great too she's got a good she's a oh and Rosie Walsh more yeah. This is great. I have not read either of these authors, so I'm going to oh, add them to my yeah, list. Yeah. You know, the reason I thought of it and then let it go is because they're not like Phoebe Waller-Bridge or Sally Rooney, but they are in that they're just their own thing. I know they have genres and they are like stacked next to certain books, but they are really their own thing. And I just am really into anything that's that it's, is its own thing and still like connects with so many people so check both of them out yeah we love them all right listen up i want you to be on this podcast like really your voice on this podcast i want to hear what you think about the books we read the music we talk about all of it if you sign up for my newsletter you can find out ahead of time what books music or other topics we'll be discussing on upcoming episodes and then you can either submit audio messages that i can play on the podcast 
or I might actually bring you on as a co-host for a full episode. Hearing from you makes this so much more fun for me, so please wiggle out of your little shell and take the first step by signing up for my newsletter at donttalktomepod.com. Oh, and you know that thing they all say about, please leave me a review? It would be really cool if you did that, so give it a thought. Thanks. Talk to you next week.